Welcome to the Word and Prayer Daily with Pastor Jared Kirk. Second Peter 3, 1-7 Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last day scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Now, in Second Peter, we've now moved on. In the past several days, we've been talking about false prophets. That's what P- Peter's been talking about and how to identify them and what their goals are and what their aims and, and how we can resist that. And now he switches gears. And it's actually a question that a lot of us have wrestled with a lot of the time, which is Jesus seemed to talk a lot about his return. And it it seemed like it was going to happen right away. It seemed like it was going to happen within in a generation or something. And so what's going on? Where's this return that, that keeps being talked about? And Peter says essentially that that attitude comes from a place of scoffing. Now, that's a funny word. We don't really use that very often. It's used in, in Proverbs a few times. It's used in the New Testament. And it refers to somebody who's just incredulous that God would actually act in this world, incredulous that God is actually going to do what he says. And he's quoting his opponents here. And the quote is, where is this coming? He promised ever since our ancestors ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of the creation. He says, but that is an attitude of scoffing because they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. And so where Peter goes back to is creation. You know, it's so easy to doubt God's work in this world. It's so easy to doubt God's promises. And one of the places that anchors our faith in uncertain times is creation. I mean, look around you right now. Are you in your house? Are you on a chair, on a bed? If you are, touch it. Are you in a car, driving somewhere, holding onto a steering wheel? Feel the steering wheel. Are you listening to this, riding your bike through the city? Look at the trees as they go past. There is a creation. There is something instead of nothing. Why is there a creation? Why does anything exist in this world? And the answer is, there's a creator. This has such power to anchor your faith because you actually don't need more faith than this. The only faith you need is faith to believe that God made the world and everything else flows from it. If you believe that there's a sovereign God who brought this world into existence, then you have enough faith to believe that he came into this world as a baby named Jesus. You have enough faith to believe that he died on the cross 
for the forgiveness of sins and for the sake of the whole world. You have enough faith to believe that he's going to come back. You have enough faith to believe that he has a sovereign plan and that he's working things out according to his glory and you're good. You have enough faith to believe that he has reasons for the timing that he has and they might be reasons that we know nothing about. You have enough faith already. If you believe that there's a creator, then everything else in the Bible follows from that. The greatest anchor of your faith in the whole Bible is really just Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything follows from that. And Peter's logic is, listen, if you believe that God created this world, and he says, and then flooded this world, then of course you could believe that God created this world and will one day judge this world, but let him do it in his own timing. Now, as we pray today, I want us to pray and ask God to remind us of his presence as a creator throughout the day today, that when we would, everything we would see would remind us of our creator, that every bit of nature, every person that bears the image of God that we encounter, everything would remind us of our creator. Let's take a moment and pray that now. Heavenly Father, teach us to begin and end our lives with the reality of God. That if you exist, there's nothing you can't do. That if you exist, then my purpose in life is not about me. If you exist, my life isn't about me. I exist through you and I exist for you. And the purpose of my life is to glorify you. Father, teach me to see you in everything around me. Teach me to see your fingerprints on the people that I engage with, in the nature that I encounter, in my, my children, in my spouse, in my coworkers. God, teach me to see you in the sky. Teach me to see you in the clouds. Teach me to see my creator everywhere I look. And as I acknowledge your your godness over all this world. Let that grow my faith in Jesus, the God who cared enough to come and be with us and die for us and then raise up out of the grave for us. Because I, I long for his return, God. I can't wait for that. When I was a young man, it, it scared me a little bit more and I said I want to live a little bit more of life. 
And now that I've experienced a little bit more of life, now my prayer is come, Lord Jesus. sentence helpful to you, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To help get the word to even more people, please leave a review and a five-star rating. God bless and have an amazing day.